0: Good afternoon. This is Marjorie Papstein, steinmetz your host for Caregiver Speak. We welcome all of you today again, and we have a really wonderful guest, Doug McGinnis, with us today. He's been with us once before and so enlightening for all of us um, about health and wellness, so we've invited him back. I'd like to begin by thanking you, CareDiary.com, as always, for the support of this show, and to encourage all of you to look at that website as well as mycaregivingcoach.com, which is my website. Um, and both of these websites have tons of wonderful resources for caregivers that I know uh, you all will appreciate. And so, uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Mr. Doug McGinnis, who is the past president of Tropical Blossom Honey. Um, And I just smile when I say that because when I think about honey and bees and the environment, um, it it brings a smile to my face, and my guess is it probably does to yours. Doug is also a a beekeeper extraordinaire, and even though he sold his company, he stays in touch with the bees and harvests honey. Um, He literally... uh, is one of those people that lives the whole notion of arts and health and arts and wellness and also um, is a lover of the environment, as we're going to find out today about the wellness garden. Um, So, you know, serving up health and wellness um, is really one of Doug's, I think, main hobbies or shall we say vocations. So welcome, Doug McGinnis.
1: Thank you so much, Margie. It's wonderful to be here today. And um, last year I also talked a little about uh, gardening and wellness. And so I wanted to kind of do an update, but also um, tell you something from a personal experience how it's helped me. Um, it, it may be odd to be thinking about gardening in the depths of winter, but I really think there's no better time to look around and take stocks And plan on making the new year a time for bringing the beauty of nature into your life. Uh, But this goes back to uh, uh, my own personal experience. Uh, Gardening's always been very important to me. But um, several years ago, uh, I had to uh, um, uh, uh, begin the caregiving journey with my father and my, uh, my sister and I had to take care of uh, uh, him, Uh, and in the last five months of his life, uh, his stroke-induced dementia and other health problems forced us to have to move him into an assisted-care facility. So uh, at the time, there was very few of those locations around, and so we moved uh, him to a place about 25 miles away, and my sister and I were there every evening after work. Uh, to sit with him and have a meal with him and visit with him. But because of his uh, memory problems, he didn't remember that when his friends came to visit him in the daytime. So um, pretty soon, not only were we exhausted through the caregiving experience, um, we also got a lot of bad looks and, and comments from people in town who uh were under the belief that we had just deserted him in this place and it was so bad on my whole mental wealth, well-being and my self-esteem that um I, I was really at that breaking point and it it convinced me to go back to my garden and so I, I spent a lot of time in my garden uh, uh during uh, for a quiet and um place to escape to, to escape um, the stress and pressures. But also through the process, I soon began to have a whole new outlook on life. And um, it it made me realize that the garden is such an important place to find solace and comfort. And it's such an easy, easy hobby to take up uh, that I recommend for everyone.
0: Oh, Doug, you know, the way you give that testimonial is so heartfelt and, uh, you know, there's something magical about using one's hands uh, if in the garden or on a musical instrument or, you know, clay or so, anything, but somehow yes. your hands help you process all the meaning in your life. And it's just it's a beautiful That's thing right, to right. hear that from you.
1: I'm always amazed how the act of growing things improves your sense of well-being
0: and yeah. planting a
1: seed and watching it sprout or planting a seedling and watching it grow and bloom and flourish, it brings a sense of success and accomplishment. And plus, when you can share this with someone, it, it, it helps. In a, it's a bonding experience also. Uh,
0: yes. Tell us more about that. In what way is it a bonding experience, Doug?
1: Well, I kind of think that by growing and bringing a plant into being, you're sharing your nurturing skills and teaching another person, person about the wonders of nature. Um, and it, it, it it's just, uh, such a great boost in your self-esteem. But did you know that even gardening today is being used to treat PTSD, uh, PTSD in combat veteran veterans. And, um, Last year, like I mentioned, that my favorite way to relieve stress is going out into the garden and pulling weeds, taking out the frustrations on pesky (laughs) weeds is far better than internalizing that stress. And and the whole experience of growing things, of watching them develop, bloom, and eventually they do wither and die, but it's sort of, and this is what I always hold year is that it's sort of a shorthand lesson in the cycle of life. Plants change with the season. We can't expect everything we will grow will flourish, but when it it does, it's something we can really take pride in and celebrate.
0: I, you know, I'd like to pick up on that notion of that, you know, gardening is a shorthand lesson in the cycle of life. I think that that's part of the solace is we're all part of this bigger universe, and Things are born, they live, they die, you know, that whole thing about there is a season for everything. But I think just that lesson is such an important one for caregivers, you know, when we we lose somebody that we love.
1: Yes. We're struggling with so many different emotions and feelings. But, um, you know, this is is an outlet, um, and it's an outlet in nature, and it's an outlet where we're not plugged in and we're not getting input from a million different things. We're right there uh, in nature and breathing and living just like these plants do. It it just simplifies everything in so many ways. And uh, that's why I've always been a gardener and I'll always be a gardener forever and ever. Uh, I'm so thankful I learned that early in life.
0: Yes. So, what are some other benefits that you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, your own self-esteem and that gardening helped you uh, relieve mental anxieties? What other benefits do you see in all of this in, gar- in gardening for caregivers?
1: Well, first of all, uh, uh, to go back to what I talked about last year, um, you need to find that very place um, uh, that is easy, has, is, has easy access. But I always look. I, I always try to find a place right outside my window, right nearby, um, where I can get out there and enjoy something every day. Um, and even if it's just for a few minutes, my own wellness garden is right outside my kitchen window, thing I look at in the daytime. It sets my day, and in the evening I can come out, and I just have a small bench and a table and sit there and um, watch the birds and the butterflies and the, the cycle of nature. And um, it, it, do, it doesn't have to be hard. That's the thing. Um, and, and in life we need to find those little tricks, those little tiny things we can do in our lives uh, that can make things so much better. I so look forward to, to getting out into the garden and at this time of year, when for many people it's very cold, it's very yeah. hard to see that kind of thing. But you can start to imagine and 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 find a place um, that mm-hmm. that you can make this particular sort of uh, of environment.
0: Yeah, you know what? Doug, I was thinking that um, uh, we often encourage that caregivers and all of us, anybody, has affirmations for life. That there's you know, that you're affirming why you're here every day and that sometimes a daily affirmation is beneficial. I could see pairing a daily affirmations uh, when I'm, you were talking about looking out the window, seeing the garden right there, you know, however large or small it is, but to look out at it this time of year, some folks up there in the north are looking out at just, you know, almost barrenness, but they know there's something there under the snow. And to say that daily affirmation would be a great twinning of these two activities.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, Another uh, hint I always have when you find that place um, is, you know, and it can be very simple. Um, It can just be a few pots of flowers on a balcony or something like that. But if you place, I always like to have an object. I have a little stone box out in one corner, and it sort of draws my attention in. But if you can find one little thing, like a, a large pot, or a bird bath, or a small statue, or something that you can look at that window and kind of focus in on, it kind of helps bring you out into the space. And, uh, and that, that's just another little clue. Find that little favorite thing uh, that can I draw could, you out.
0: That's great. I love that idea. So. What distinguishes, I'm sure we have folks out there thinking, well, what distinguishes a wellness garden from just a, a garden? Or are they all yeah. wellness and, gardens? <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I really think gardens are, all, all, are a part of wellness. Uh, but uh, the wellness garden, it, it's, it's a simple little place. It's a quiet uh-huh. little place. It's a little garden room, or it's, and it's something you can share with the person you're caring for that will bring them joy also but easy access easy to water easy to care for uh not complicated it's that sort of space that doesn't t- it takes up just enough of your time to um, get your mind off of the problems of the day but still have a place that you can enjoy nature and be part of it and Like I said, when you have someone you can share this with, there's no greater joy than going out uh, for a person that is um, suffering and been in pain or been, you know, things have been so hard than to get out and um, see a flower, see a butterfly, watch the birds around. It's just so helpful, and when you can share that, it's good for you, too.
0: So let's, uh, let's uh, pretend that we're somewhere in the snow. It's very cold, and we're looking outside, and we know it's at least another six weeks because as I, I think that the groundhog saw a shadow a couple weeks ago or ten days ago. We've got some more winter coming. As I look at, say I'm a caregiver, looking out at this sort of uh, snowy place, everything is pretty dormant, how do I get started thinking about a wellness garden come spring?
1: Yeah, and uh, of course, there's a lot, of, there's a few different things here that uh, I would recommend. Uh, but one thing a lot of us get lots of gardening catalogs in so you can start looking at things. You know what's a saying, and I wanted, I was going to bring it up later, but I think I've become much more aware of herbs. Uh, in the last year, and how the smells and fragrances of herbs really help, so oh, yes. uh, you know a, a fragrant cup of tea, hibiscus with high uh, tea with uh, and then there's lavender, um, lemongrass, all these different things. you might bring a few little pots of herbs into your kitchen into that area where you're looking out at, and actually do a little pinching of the herbs at, at, I, I've, I've so much been encouraging people to grow herbs and not be afraid of pinching them, of smelling them. It can change your mood in a second. It can also just, you know, get you interested in nature. So that's that's another little thing.
0: I um, love that one, idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, just a few little pots and you can put them out uh, on your, in your wellness garden later on in the year. But um, uh, just, just getting a little pot, for instance, a little, little pot of rosemary and just pinching a little bit, it, you can make a great tea with rosemary. It's reported to be very good for memory. Um, and lavender is another one, which I really love um, because it, it, um, it, it uh, has a very calming effect when you smell lavender. So that's another yeah. thing that's, that's good. But just a few little pots around and maybe a few little bulbs that you picked up you know, at a door uh, to put around uh, some of your spring bulbs and, and little pots that will be coming on. That will just give you some anticipation uh, of what nature of, of springtime is going to bring.
0: I also loved your tip uh, for caregivers, uh, not all of us, uh, for ordering catalogs. You know, part of the fun yes. of anything, it's kind of like, you know, getting the cruise magazine or getting magazines where you can look at clothing or furniture for your house. Part of the fun of life is just planning and, and preparing and anticipating and all of that. So I love that idea, Doug.
1: And, and what, what about asking the person you're caring for what they would like and showing them pictures and getting them excited in the whole process? You can start that planning sketch it out on paper start that little planning session right there it's and it's so much fun it's so much fun to share gardening with someone too um you know when when i'm looking around the yard i'm not seeing something that another person may see and we both enjoy it so much when we can point out things point out that those first birds that first robin that comes into your yard or that first little little insect that you see crawling around um I always like to look at the little things. I, I find little things in life. Sometimes concentrating on those little things um, is another way to get my mind off of um, all those the big worrying problems of the world. Just to uh, look at nature in in uh, its its tiny tiny miracles.
0: Exactly. It's a it's a distraction for caregiver and care partner. On like you say a dis- distracted by the real beauty in the world, the small things that make such a huge difference. Um, I know uh, that bees and butterflies are among your favorite things in the garden, and so what kinds of things would people see this time of year in any environment? Are there um, things, uh, we know there are many more things in, in the South this time of year, but up in the north, are there things that one would see that you could could talk with them about about uh, with your care partners? Yes,
1: there are. Um, there's there's always going to be clues to when spring is right around the corner. Um, there's there's uh. a few trees that you can put in that will begin a blooming. Uh, will begin showing their blooming. Of course, there's things like crocus. I saw. Um, someone's garden up in uh, upstate New York last week and they were looking at crocus and uh, a, a, a Siberian iris that started coming through the ground. So there are those things you can look for. Uh, at, um, you know, As far as uh, butterflies, I've mentioned before they're going to need uh, a floral source for nectar. They're going to be uh, needing um, a, a larval source for their caterpillars. So um, uh, those kind of plants are important. But uh, yeah, I think people up north particularly that go through these brutal winters that we've been having, um, there's no better way than to just be looking for those little bulbs and things that you can have one in your windowsill and then look out there and wait till they're coming out of the ground. These um, uh, are going to be very much, the kind of huddle together in cold weather and uh, they keep themselves warm at a very uh, certain temperature. But as soon as the first thing blooms and offers pollen, they're going to be out collecting pollen too.
0: I love it. I really love your focus on small. Uh, You know, a garden, a wellness garden or any garden doesn't have to be too big. Um, It can be small and detailed, and um, I, I really like the focus on that. And uh, that it's not. This is simple. I like you've mentioned the word simple several times as well.
1: Yeah, I do a lot of mulching, so I don't. I don't put in a, a lot of hardscape. Um, a hardscape project sometimes can be complicated by putting in pavers and everything. There, it's as long as you stay to a small area. It's not too expensive. But finding rocks that you love, finding small benches, bird baths. Bird baths are a, a great thing. Uh, you know, bird baths also provide water for bees and butterflies. If you put little, um, just little rocks around the edge, so they can perch there. Um, so as soon as it, they won't freeze, uh, a little bird bath is a great thing to put in there. Uh, but don't make it complicated. Make it easy and make it accessible. Uh, if you have the uh, financial ability to put in raised beds. Uh, and um, you can get some help with it. There's a lot of help out there in your local garden centers uh, to put in raised beds, so it's very easy for access for those that uh, you know can't have maybe can't lean over all the way. You can today have beds that are high enough where the person can enjoy them and work in them uh, and and um, be perfectly at ease while they're enjoying the garden garden process.
0: Oh, that's great. So um, you mentioned that uh, folks can go out to garden centers, again, anticipating and planning of what's to come. What other inspirations do you have for us here, you know, sort of in the mid to late winter? Uh, we're all just waiting for things to pop. What are some other things that can inspire us to, to think forward?
1: So uh, one of my favorite new things to do, and I'm trying to make more of a point of doing it all the time, is going out (laughs) to local botanical gardens. Uh, It's a great visit. It's a great day. Uh, They always have lots of indoor activities as well as outdoor activities. You can find out um, from uh, the volunteers that work there and the people that work there, you can get so many hints but I love to visit our botanical gardens in our own communities or nearby um, a couple times a year. So you can almost do it seasonally and and there's nothing to prevent you from wintertime because they often have great wintertime displays. And uh, it's, it's so amazing. It's so uplifting uh, to be at a botanical garden in the wintertime.
0: That's great. Again, um, looking for small things of hope and uh, spring to come. I'm sure just looking at tree limbs and, uh, that, that don't have any greenery on them yet, but they are showing signs of, of remarkable life coming forward.
1: And the trunks that have, uh, you know, some of them have peeling bark and the trunk shapes and everything. Uh, you can really get the bare bones of the design uh, that's going on there. By looking at things when they're bare in the wintertime um, it it's 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 a whole it just brings so much joy to know that the it's spring is coming around. you can create this very simple area of beauty. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. You can share this with someone, you can shut off the television, you can shut off your phone. You can be out there and breathe and, and just, uh, uh, you know, get some fresh air. There's, there, to me, that's the most wonderful and recuperative sort of thing one can do.
0: Fantastic. Well, Doug, this is amazing. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you would like to also share with our audience today?
1: Well, I just want people to know that nature offers so much, so much for us. There are lessons to be learned. There's always something to learn uh, in, in nature and the environment. It's so easy to start understanding the problems that we humans face when we see what nature is doing, how nature is handling things, how much smarter. I always think that bees have such a wonderful uh, um, civilization sort of going on. They figured out things hundreds of millions of years before us. But <laughs> it, it, it's never, ever, ever too late to get out into nature and improve one's life by making uh, a, a natural way of living uh, a part of your own part of your everyday system yeah.
0: um,
1: there's there's nothing like it
0: and you know one of the things that um, for those that are that like to listen to music or read or even maybe write a poem or a story or an affirmation, all of it that you're describing can be an inspiration for doing something. Uh, additionally artful. It's artful looking at the world and thinking about it. It's another inspiration.
1: Yes. Yes, it's another inspiration for us every day. And, um, uh, you know, just to see the shape of things. I'm always amazed because flowers, I always say flowers taught bees to be vegetarians because they developed so many attractive ways to entice insects to pollinate. But just looking at the shape of a flower and how different they are and, and how different they smell and uh, it's, 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 there's a million different things to learn out there and to be happy about out there if we just go look for it. Great.
0: That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Doug, for your, um, for your story about your own caregiving journey, how being a gardener uh, getting in touch with the earth and the environment has given you solace. And for providing us with, oh, so many tips, uh, simplicity, smallness, looking for the details, um, working with your care partner and getting out there and enjoying things together, like ordering catalogs and going to botanical gardens. And my goodness, it's, it's a huge range of things that you suggested for us today and thank you so much for for doing this and coming on the show
1: I'm so happy to do it I love to spread the word about nature because it's <laughs> been so important for my life but, uh, if, and there, but there's so many resources available just um, you know you could today uh, you can go online you can contact your your local extension agency there's lots of programs available in your own community for gardening um, so it's easy to find the resources. It's easy, easy, easy to get started um, making a wellness garden.
0: Great. I want to thank our listeners today. I know you're, you were inspired by Doug McGinnis, as I was. And I want to remind you all that an archive of this show will be available on both eCareDiary and on mycaregivingcoach.com within the next day or two. So if you'd like to listen back to these wonderful words of wisdom and share them with your care partner, um, with others, uh, friends of yours, family, then please do so. The archive is there for you to listen to again and again. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Doug McGinnis. And I hope that all of you have a great day. This is Marjorie Papstein steinmetz And we'll see you again on the radio. Thank you. Bye.